Hey everybody, welcome back to Anime Sekai Podcast. I am your host, Ichigo. And I am your other host, Mikan. Join us this week as we discuss diversity in anime. Hey guys, welcome back. Hey guys. We are so happy to have you guys. Thank you for joining us. This week, we will be discussing diversity in anime. And first and foremost, happy Black History Month. <laughs> Yay! Yay! And second, just jumping right into the topic, Mikan, how do you feel about diversity in anime? So seeing different types of characters representing different people around the world, what do you, what do you think? So, first of all, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overall, I personally think that it has improved since back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, with things like social media and much more like the internet itself becoming more accessible. And I, I do think that not only anime studios, but also mangakas and whatnot, they can interact with more of an international audience. Anime studios can see like what people outside of Japan are saying. Also with the rise of like streaming companies like, you know, Netflix collaborating with these studios, I think we'll continue to see sort of like a more of an international touch to anime. And I yeah. do think it has improved. Right. Um, but of course, I have a lot of more other things to say. But, <laughs> but like in your opinion, like what, are, what about you? What do you think overall so far? I would agree. I definitely can see that there are a lot more diverse characters that I've mm-hmm. noticed in different anime that I know growing up back in the 90s, we didn't see that. So yeah. the first character for me that was a black character, for me personally growing up, I thought it was Sailor Pluto. Uh-huh. In my mind, she was black. Mm-hmm. and can nobody could tell me any any different and now i see so many other characters in a vast wide variety of different types of anime that it's actually good to see now do mm-hmm. i think there should be an increase of different types of characters in a vast variety of different anime i think that there should be more but i know that it's definitely been an increase for from back in the day. So it seems like mm-hmm. it is slowly increasing. Yes, I'm with you there. Like compared to what what I just said and what you just said, I feel like there is a big however. Yes. However, and that's a however. big one. Yes. In my opinion, it's still and probably if I'm being completely honest with myself, it will probably never be as inclusive as like me and American will wish for. Mm. Um and in my opinion, that's simply for the fact that the people making anime, like the vast majority of them and manga, do not even remotely have a similar like life view, let mm-hmm. alone life experience as me. Right. And I would say that's in like two major differences is like in the field, first of all, is male dominated. It's a male dominated field. And I do think that will continue to be the case. And it's all Japanese or East Asians living in an East Asian country. Right. Though that is like the vast majority. And I do think that will continue for the years to come. I would agree with that. But 
I will also add that it seems like there are a lot of people here in the States that are also working hard to change that. Like there are a lot of individuals, individual artists, individual creators that are working hard to create their own. So there are a lot of, I'll say individual studios that are owned by other people of color and they are creating anime for specifically their target groups. So for example, there are a few studios that have been popping up on my Instagram feed where there are people who are trying to make their own anime and a majority of the characters in the anime are people of color. And I think that that's great. I think that that's awesome. I think that that is what we need. But I also agree with what you're saying is like, it's mostly a male dominated anime area. That's the other field itself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I want to see a lot more females joining in. And if anything, I want to see a lot of people from all over the world. If their passion is like, I want to work in the anime industry figure out a way to get into the anime industry in Japan and like start small changes from there. Not even just in Japan, but like start small changes elsewhere. Yeah. So I think like in other countries, like especially in America here, like there are many production companies, like obviously, but it's really hard to get into the sector already in Japan. Now this is Japan. And for those of you who don't know, I love Japan. I love so many things about Japan, but these are people that struggle with change, okay? <laughs> they do not know how to change. And in a sense, like different from how there's some conservative parts in like the United States, when it comes to, I think, sexism and whatnot, men and women, it's a very male-dominated society. And I think that's going to be, it's, it's, I mean, it's even harder in the U.S. So I don't know. Japan, I'm not holding <laughs> Before my lifetime, I don't know. I don't know if I'll see what I would like to see come out of there. But therefore, for me, like the people that write these stories that I love, produce, direct, character design, they're all, the majority of them, especially at the higher levels who make these decisions are East Asian men. Mm. Their worldview is going to be very different from a woman like me, but also an American. You know, in Japan, yeah. which still produces the majority of anime, is one of the most homogenous countries in the world. They have like mm. what? I think I looked it up. They have like a 98, 98.5% Japanese population. And the, the fact is most Japanese people have never seen or will never see a person like, let's say, of a darker complexion or even a white person in real life. You know, yeah. they will go their whole life that way. So it's just for me to expect that they would write a story that I could, you know, or like somebody else could relate to is quite, I don't know, very difficult. Well, and I feel like it reflects a little bit in their anime as well. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, back in the day, if they had anime characters who were from a different country and they were speaking Japanese, their Japanese yeah. was very butchered. A lot of the... Yeah female characters that let's say if they were from america blonde hair blue eyes with a very large chest or just like (laughs) you know they were small and petite in certain anime where they were really cute but they just loved japan so much that they like moved to japan and it almost seemed like 
they made these characters from across the world like these just over-the-top anime otaku lovers yeah and that's the whole reason why they went to japan yeah when in reality (laughs) that may not be the case for every single person you know it's very generalized yeah honestly it's really funny because i'm always thinking because when i'm watching something obviously i can only watch it in you know how i see it the way i view the world obviously mm-hmm. but i always think because i'm like these stories are technically written for japanese people right you know the stories itself and the mangas and the anime creators typically they don't really make anime at least not quite yet with an international audience in mind um this only became more of a recent thing you know recent concept and even then they're still making these stories for japanese people most of the time also more more so specifically for manga like most of the mangakas like could never even dream of making it outside of japan you know that level of fame is very unlikely to have like that popular of a story obviously with social media became more prominent and whatnot they're able to interact with an like international audience but they still don't live the same experience so it's always funny for me because i've i'm watching these things and thinking wow is that what japanese people think like other countries would be like i always think that's funny well and i feel like with certain anime it also depends on the genre type as well yeah like i feel like more recently we're seeing a blend of different types of characters from all of the world in more so shonen types of mm-hmm. anime where yeah. The show might not necessarily be based in Japan. It could be based in like an isekai. And because they're in an isekai, there's different people from all over the world, for example. Or if it's an anime like Sword Art Online, where everybody logs in, which is also an isekai, but where everybody kind of logs in, then you interact with different players from all over the world. And so I feel like it's a lot more diverse in that aspect. But you don't see a lot of diverse characters in the shoujo aspect. And Mm. I feel like because a lot of the shoujo type of anime are based in Japan. And so they have a right, Mm. they have like a school life type show. Or if it's like a workplace, they're still within Japan. Like they don't leave Japan. These two people, they're falling in love. And I feel like it wasn't until recently that now we're starting to see characters who have a type of disability. So for example, the latest one, A Sign of Affection, where the main female character is hearing impaired. Mm -hmm. And you didn't see a lot of anime where they have a character who's considered a main character or is a main character who has a type of disability. And I feel like it wasn't until A Silent Voice came out, because that's the only other anime that I can think of that has a hearing-impaired character. Mm -hmm. When A Silent Voice came out, I feel like that kind of changed the game a little bit. And then A Silent Voice came out, and then you have another anime. It's a movie. I can't think of the name. But that is also a romance-type movie. and the main character in that anime female character she's in a wheelchair yeah and you know i just i kind of want to see more 
of diverse characters Mm -hmm. in shoujo as well. And this is just me personally, but I don't want to always have to watch a shonen type anime. Yeah. In order to see a wide variety of different characters from all over the world, from different backgrounds. Yeah. And just shonen. I want to also see it in my shoujo character. Like, I would love to see a love story about a person of color character moving to Japan and falling in love with, like, a Japanese person. Yeah. And, like, their love story. What type of cultural aspects, like, are they going to bump heads, like what kind of love story is going to unfold there or yeah. vice versa where a Japanese person is moving across country because they met this person online. And so now they're going to uproot their life to go live in that same country as that person. You see what I mean? Like yeah. that type of love story. Like I would love to see things like that, yeah. but I feel like just more recently, a lot of, different characters if we're specifically talking about people of color you don't necessarily see them in or see those types of characters in shoujo anime you only really see them in shonen anime which that's not necessarily a complaint but i would love to see a lot more in a vast wide variety of different types or different genre types Mm -hmm. i do think that shoujo because it's such a personal like you follow the main character so closely where i feel like shonen fighting battle there's not so much character well there is character development but there's not so much you have to like know these characters like on a personal level and understand them Mm -hmm. so people can sort of put in characters they may not understand you know cultures they may not have ever experienced or whatnot because Mm -hmm. it is like a shonen type genre but i feel like when it comes to a love story it might be a little difficult for like Japanese people to understand somebody like somebody else's culture of like falling in love or. Right. And I believe that might be why like a lot of them are unable to write that type of story. So like for me, I absolutely wish for more diversity, you know, but I have to constantly like remind myself that the people writing these stories, you know, their reality is like nowhere near mine mm-hmm. and mine is nowhere near theirs. So it's just right. it's just really hard to think about, especially how female characters are written. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I think because every country, you know, obviously every country has women. But besides like shoujo, like you were mentioning, romance type of stories, like the vast majority of almost all of the like genre written by men. I think shoujo probably has, if anything, the most women like writing yeah. things or develop making these stories. Yeah. So obviously... And obviously people are going to write stories like they like, like who would write a story that they hate? You know what I mean? Right. Um, And they're going to write like what they want to see and what they like personally. So they're obviously going to betray women the way they see them or like what they want to see them. And that the same goes for male characters. And mm-hmm. in my opinion, it's already hard enough for a female author to write a good female protagonist, especially in a shonen type genre. Like, how can I expect the vast majority of male writers to do any better? You know, so I'm just like, I'm like, okay, I accept the loss. But it's sad and it sucks. But you know, that's just reality. You know, let alone having a Japanese man write a woman that I would like to see portrayed with some sort of like progressive notion we have in like Western countries. That's Mm -hmm. like asking for like the impossible, you know? (laughs) Well, and that's why I think For example, if you're talking about women in anime that do so well, like their character developments are well well written, I would say Jujutsu Kaisen 
is one of the ones that like pops in my head of like mm-hmm. they're not like your typical shonen female characters. Yeah, they don't they're not scandally clad. They're not really like like sexualized that much. And right. you know what's funny? He he always says like the the reason why he writes women like fully dressed the way he writes them, the way he does is because he said like his parents read his stuff. Ah, which I thought yeah. was really cute. Yeah. He was like, That's I don't want <laughs> to not write something. My mom's going to be like, now why is this girl in a bikini fighting? You know? Yep. yep. Literally. That's why. <laughs> I think that's so cute, though. I did. Yeah, that's really cute. That's really cute. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite characters that are diverse? And it could be past, present. I can't say future because we haven't seen them yet, but, you know, like (laughs) (laughs) past characters, present characters and like or even just anime in general that, you know, for a fact has a lot of diversity in the show. I already know one. You're going to say one piece. So I'm going to (laughs) just. Oh, you know me too well. (laughs) You know me too well. I actually really like. Uh, Samurai Shampoo. It's, yes. It's really good. They have a good sort of interesting characters. Also, Durara has, I believe, they talk about organized crime from Japan to Russia, and I feel like it was yeah. really funny. And another one that I don't think a lot of people know, like, uh, what is it? It was like two, one young girl. Okay, I think it was Michiko and... Ah, Michiko and Hachin. Yes. I love uh, that anime. Oh my gosh. It was great. So good. But that one is not, surprisingly, like, it's not set in Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not. It's Ooh, another one that's really sad is Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah. That has quite a good, quite a good cast. Oh, and A Silent Voice. Love it. Yes. I will say if I'm adding to that, I will, I will also add A Sign of Affection. Mm-hmm. Girl, I'm telling you, it's beautiful. I love it so much. Uh, it's on my to-watch list. I gotta Just watch, watch it. it. Just do it, <laughs> please. Oh, my gosh. The main female character, Yuki, is just so stinking cute and adorable. I just, I love it. I melt every single time I watch the anime. Oh, it's just so good. It's good. It's really good. But some of my other ones, if I'm talking, if I'm, like, adding characters, mm-hmm. um... This is a Netflix anime. Carolyn Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Carolyn Tuesday, that's on Netflix. And I actually really enjoyed that. Like thoroughly enjoyed it. Carolyn Tuesday, yeah. I never finished mm-hmm. that. It was it was pretty good. And then other characters is the girl from Bleach. Oh yeah. Yoroichi. Oh, Yoroichi. So she it was like my first <laughs> girl crush one of my first girl crushes i loved her i'm sorry she's 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 real cool she's She's the bomb she's amazing she is the bomb i have chosen a lot of african-american characters or i Mm. I don't want to say african-american characters but i'll say black characters because i feel like when you're talking about diversity in anime and representation in anime you look at characters that you want to see in yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm drawn to black characters and I'm also drawn to other female characters, but I feel like for for me personally, it's 
that's what I look for, (laughs) you know, when I'm talking about diversity. But I also want to see a wide variety of different characters from all different backgrounds in different types of anime. I feel Mm -hmm. like that is important within the anime community because we see so many people with all different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And I feel like anime should also reflect what we see. Mm -hmm. But I also understand that where it is created, it's like limited. It's going to be limited. Right. Which is why I think in the anime community, this is what I really love to see. I love to see different people of different backgrounds, different ethnic groups, cosplay their favorite characters in their own versions. Diversity in anime has grown significantly in the sense that we are now seeing an increase, maybe not a big increase, but definitely an increase in the amount of diverse characters that we see in our anime. But I also think it is important that as an anime fan, the anime community, we should be able to, no matter what gender you are, what race you are, what background you come from, if you have a favorite character, I think you should be able to cosplay as that character. And I feel like no matter what part of that character resonates with you. If you are putting yourself out there and cosplaying as your favorite character, that's what you should do. And don't let anybody, anybody else tell you, well, that character is not this race or that character does not look like this or that character is blah, blah, blah. We need to come together and uplift those people who are paying homage to their favorite characters as long as that person is having fun, we as an anime community, I think, should come together and uplift that person. Just be positive about it. There's no reason for us to be in anybody else's comments being so negative about the way that somebody else has put themselves out there about a cosplay. We should be giving encouraging words rather than negative words. And I would just love to see that more in the anime community as a whole. We should not be here to tear each other down. We should be here to lift each other up. Absolutely. I love it. You know what I always thought was funny, though? That when you have an audience that's Japanese and you show them anime, like a lot of characters, a lot of them will say they're they're foreign. They're not Japanese. Yeah. While someone who's like a foreigner sees it and they're like oh that's a Japanese person yep and I always thought that was very interesting because I guess from their lens granted a lot of these characters like for instance you know Naruto let's say you have blonde hair blue eyes obviously you know right uh, he's not meant to be Asian while like someone like Sasuke is but or like, even yeah. like One Piece like a oh, yeah. lot of I know for a fact a lot of people think Luffy is Japanese and mm-hmm. he's not yeah even the creator had to come out and say, guys, Luffy is not, Luffy is not Japanese. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's what, Bra- he's Brazilian, I think? He's yeah, supposed he, to be supposed from to be Brazil? Like, like, they said, I think he originally said, like, South American or something. But they made, when they made the, what is it, the live action, he clarified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I think Zora is the only one that's technically Japanese. I believe so, yeah. Everyone else is is from different countries. Which that is so beautiful. Look, y'all, I'm not a One Piece fan, but I think the diversity in One Piece is absolutely beautiful. got to get on that really long train okay look we've already discussed it's too late for me it's not it's never too late <laughs> the story it's great because it just incorporate aspects of racism classism you know it's just it's good it's good it's just i wish well that would make the female characters a little bit better <laughs> but it is what it is you can't ask for perfection so i feel like at one point in time when I did watch One Piece, I feel like Nami was my favorite character because she was the only female character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, when I was watching, she was the only one. So mm-hmm. obviously she had to be my favorite. <laughs> no, I think Robin is better, if I'm being honest. She's yeah, I think better. a lot of people like Robin. Cool, calm, collected. She's got it all. I have not seen her character in action on the show, obviously, because I stopped watching it at that point. One day. Or before then. You keep saying mm-hmm. one day. One day. You, you say will one watch day. It. We we shall see. We shall see. But I will agree with you on that. Like there are a lot of anime characters that we think that that particular character is Japanese. Yeah. Whereas to a Japanese person, they're like, actually, they're not. Yeah. So, nice try. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we don't look like that. And the foreigner's like, we don't look like that either. Yeah. (laughs) That's where we're butting heads. It's like, okay, well, if you all don't look like that, who who is this character supposed to be? It's like, no, Mm -hmm. it's just just a character. That's just how they are. That's just how they are. So, but I, I do want to see a lot more characters from all different races ethnic backgrounds mm-hmm. in more anime and i think it's important to bring that not only to the show but i think it's it's good like generations after us that will continue to watch anime i think there's going to be as the years go by there's i have a feeling that there might be a lot more instances where you'll see a lot more representation for almost everybody or even everybody in the anime yeah. shows that they watch because a lot of people are getting into the anime community especially like during 2020 there was a lot there was like a boom yeah, in anime mm-hmm. and Absolutely. i think a lot of those people now that they're into the anime community they're watching anime they are enjoying it something is going to shift And that shift is going to be where, you know, now you're going to start seeing people who studying Japanese and are trying to work with Japanese anime companies and or working with big time production companies such as Netflix or even Disney trying to get their own anime shows out there. And I think that that would be great because then we get to watch and enjoy anime from not only just japan but like from a wide variety of different people in different backgrounds mm-hmm. yeah i know i agree i think time is really the only factor like how mm-hmm. long how much time i do think particularly in some place 
like East Asia, it will take a long time. Even if there'll be more and more women in like the anime field, creative control will almost most likely still be held by men. Because for instance, even in the US, although I think women in film and animation will almost be equal to men in the next few years. So it'll be about 50-50. The huge majority when it comes to creative control is still held by men. And Mm. then on top of that, if you think of women of color in these fields, like girl, it's so far, even in a country like America. So I feel like in East Asian countries where some of these views may not be as progressive as even America, it's it's just going to be time. Like time is going to be a huge factor. And I hope to see it in my lifetime, like more of it. Yeah. But that level, yeah, it'll take a long time. But hopefully we can just speed that process up real quick somehow. I think it's definitely grown since we were kids. Oh, yeah. As time has progressed, there are a diverse amount of characters. There are some in shows like Fire Force mm-hmm. and Haikyuu. I think there's there's one or two. Mm-hmm. Even, even, for example, Cardcaptor Sakura. Yeah. The main male character, Lee Xiaodong, was not from Japan. Mm-hmm. He was from China. Yeah. And when they did the revamp, I remember in the 90s anime, Lee and his cousin, Mei Lin, they only spoke to each other in Japanese. Yeah. But in the revamp, Card Captor Sakura Clear Card, there is one particular scene where the voice actors are speaking in Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I believe it's Mandarin. Uh, yeah. And I thought that that was interesting because it's, they're like paying homage to where their characters are actually supposed to be from. Yeah. You know, back in the 90s, you, would, you wouldn't think that. Like, yes, these characters are non-Japanese, but they speak in Japanese. So, because they're in Japan yeah. now. So now they're speaking Japanese. But, you know, you, you would think like normally... If two people speak a language, so for example, you and I speak English, but when we're in Japan, we don't just speak in Japanese. We speak in English as well. Yeah. <laughs> so you would think like it's just the two of the characters and their native language is not Japanese. Their native language is Mandarin. Yeah. So you would think that the two characters would be speaking in Mandarin. But back in that time, they were just like, well, they're in Japan now, so... I don't want to say the characters had to be relatable, but in that particular sense, people may not understand that cultural Mm. difference. Mm -hmm. And they did that with a couple of other characters as well. Unless, for example, they had a foreigner character, quote unquote, who was visiting Japan and didn't speak any Japanese. Yeah. In which case, then it became a, this character speaks no Japanese, they speak English. So the one character who can speak English is going to now communicate. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yep. I see what you're saying. China is also another large producer of anime. Um, Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know, a lot of, there's a lot of collaborations with particularly like South Korea as well as China, where although maybe higher levels of production might be done by Japanese people, they have Korean producers or Korean directors or even Chinese animators and whatnot. Um, so a lot of Japanese anime, if you've ever looked at the credits, there are a lot of 
Chinese names, Korean names, because it's kind of like a all of East Asia works with an, like animation when it comes to animation, mm-hmm. which is nice. But obviously the language spoken is still in Japanese. Right. And the stories a lot of times are based in Japanese. But we have a lot more manhwas and whatnot coming in to be animated. And honestly, we also, BL has become a huge thing. Like boys yeah. love. So that's like a that's like a whole new sector coming in. And even in the anime world, like they've animated some. And that those have become super popular. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah I think. It's growing, like it can, continues to grow, and we'll get new storytellers and whatnot, which will be interesting. Yeah, I think it's just a matter continuously having to, like, you know, time. It'll just, it just take, it all just takes time, right? And who's to say, you know, ten years from now, we'll probably see a lot more. Which I, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see more. I love to see Absolutely. more. I think diversity in anime is important because it not only shows the representation of the millions of fans all across the world, but it helps us as anime fans feel like we are seen. Mm. Yep, even, all over the world. Yep. Right. Even though I'm all the way across the world, there's this character that I can relate to, that I feel like I can look like. And I think that that is so important. Mm-hmm. And I think and that- I, the more these like big corporations come in, you got Netflix, Hulu, you know, Amazon Prime, they're all trying to make more money, you know, get more of these fans and anime has become like a very huge part of the market as well. Yeah, I think you're just going to see them all dipping their continuously dipping their toes in, which means, you know, more money pooling in and mm-hmm. more, you know, more foreign sort of interaction as well. So honestly, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for future Mm -hmm. anime yes i am as well thank you guys so much for joining us for this week's episode we hope you enjoyed this episode let us know what you think what type of diverse characters do you want to see in your anime do you want to see more in shonen or do you want to see more in your shoujo or whatever it is that you're watching make sure that you guys are following us on our socials on instagram and tiktok at Anime Sekai Podcast. And we hope to see you guys next week for another brand new episode. Bye, guys. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>